Welcome to the Retire Well Podcast, the show that focuses on showing you how to get the most out of your retirement. Each week, we're going to dive into topics that affect people just like you. Ways to save money on your healthcare costs, smart income planning strategies, estate planning tools, and a whole lot more. We're going to get straight to the point with short episodes of 20 minutes or less on the information that you need to know to be able to retire well. I'm your host and retirement specialist, Kelly Racicott. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. Now let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Last week, we talked about choosing the right time to collect your Social Security, and it turns out that some of you have some pretty strong opinions on the matter. So I got a lot of emails with questions, concerns, what you've read, what you've been told, so many emails that I really felt like I had to answer some of these immediately on the next show. So my hope is that after today's discussion, you have a clearer understanding of the social security system and approach your options with eyes wide open. So from what I gather, a lot of people when they're deciding on when to file for their social security, they talk to family members that have already retired. Maybe it's a buddy they golf with or God forbid, Google. There is no shortage of misinformation when it comes to social security out in the interwebs. So there's a lot of good information out there, but there's also a lot of bad information and some of it is just plain wrong. And if you buy into some of this, well, it could cause you to make a choice that has significant financial consequences for you long-term. So I wanna talk about some of those myths and misconceptions today, dispel some of the less than factual information that's abundant out in the world, and um, hopefully you feel a little bit better after today. So in the big one, first one we're going to talk about in the big one here is Social Security is going bankrupt. So you better collect early, as if you don't, there's not going to be anything left for you to collect. No. This is not true, and this will not happen. The only way this could happen is if all of the current workers in the United States decided to quit working or quit paying their FICA taxes. I don't really think that that's going to happen, all right? Not that many people want to go to jail for not paying their taxes. So, but you might be saying to yourself, all right, I've heard that the trust fund is reported to be at a shortfall by 2033 or 34, whichever publication you listen to. And if nothing is done to fix the problem, the benefits could be reduced. So what's happening here? All right, I'm going to take this one in two parts, okay? So first of all, I want to tell you that if you are somebody who is worried about having your Social Security benefits taken away in the future, I hear you. It's a valid concern given everything that you hear in the media. You are not alone. A lot of people feel this way. But hopefully today's conversation is going to help you to feel a little bit more at ease. So if this is a fear for you, I want you to listen carefully, okay? So let's go back to that shortfall or the supposed shortfall coming up in 2033, all right? Let's first understand how our social security system functions. Some people think that when they're collecting their social security benefit, that they're collecting their own money that they paid into the system during their working years. And that's not really true. The government doesn't keep an account with your name on it and give you your money back as a retirement payment. It's more of a pay-as-you-go kind of system. So today's retirees, today's Social Security recipients are being funded by today's workers. And for decades, this system worked really, really well because there's always been more workers than retirees. But today, 
the system is being strained because that ratio is off. There are more retirees than there are workers. And there's a couple reasons for this, right? First of all, the baby boomer generation is a bigger generation than any generation before. And the baby boomers started to turn 65 in 2011. And since then, about 10,000 people per day are aging into the system. And that's a that's a crazy number, you know. So, and on top of that, our retirees are living a lot longer than they did in generations past. So, for example, according to the Social Security Administration in 1940, which is when the first regular monthly benefits started, if someone reached the age of 65, they were only expected to live another 12 or 13 years. But today, somebody who reaches the age of 65 is expected to live to another 20 plus 20 plus years, maybe even longer. So, there's a few things that the government can do to help fix the trust fund shortage. They can raise payroll taxes. They can raise the full retirement age. This has already been done a couple of times. Last week we talked about how the Social Security or the retirement age used to be 65. And we still all have that kind of that age 65 stuck in our heads um, because that's what it was for a very long time. But it has been raised in the current um Retirement age is 67. If you were born in 1960 or later, your retirement age is 67. Could they raise that again? Absolutely. And I think they probably will. Um, Another thing that they could do is make some changes to the way they handle the cost of living adjustments. All of those things will help to solve the trust fund issues. No one, and I mean no one, wants to see Social Security benefits cut for our retirees. Our Social Security system pays out over $112 billion to about 66 million retirees, people on disability, and their families every single month. So it's my belief, along with most experts, that our policymakers are going to make the necessary changes to ensure the benefits are continued for those people. And God help the politician that would allow that to happen on their watch. Not one single politician on either side of the aisle, not trying to get political here, but no politician wants the whole lot of baby boomers mad at them. Talk about the fastest way to to lose an election. The baby boomers are, they are the voters. They are the ones who go out and vote in mass. And you all know this. Um, so I just, I have a really hard time believing that any anybody wants to be responsible for that. All right. But could it happen? Yes, absolutely. Sure. It could happen. Our government officials could do absolutely nothing about the funding problems. Again, I'd say it's highly unlikely, but it could happen. So if that happened and we look at it from a worst case scenario, your retiree benefits could be reduced by about 20 20 to 23%. And that's according to the trust fund. So to be clear, if nothing is done, benefits could be reduced. They won't be eliminated. Okay? So that is one big giant myth that is out there in the world and yes it sells a lot of newspapers magazines and whatever else it gives you know fox news and msnbc something to talk about all the time and get everybody all riled up but nobody wants to see that happen okay so another question that i got is 
I thought I had to collect my social security at 65 since I was going on Medicare so that I could pay my Part B premium. This is a great question. Um, It's not true, but I can absolutely see how somebody might think this, all right? Because social security is the liaison between you and Medicare. You'll apply for your Medicare benefits through the social security office. So if you're collecting your Medicare or your social security benefits, your Medicare Part B premium gets deducted from your social security check. But if you're not collecting benefits yet, you're eligible to collect your social security benefits at 62. You're not even eligible to collect Medicare until you're 65. So if you're not collecting your social security benefit yet, you can still have Medicare at 65. Social Security just sends you a bill for your premium, and they usually send that quarterly, okay? But yes, you can get a bill for that. I can see how that would be confusing. They are, um, you apply for them both through the Social Security office. It's a similar process, but they're two very different benefits. So good question, Um, and I hope that if anybody else has that question, I hope that that helps to clear that up. So ultimately, um, I got a lot of feedback about collecting at 62 and, um, you know, what is so wrong about collecting at age 62? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing is wrong with it. Um, So the best time, you're eligible to collect your Social Security at 62. That means you can file at 62. It doesn't mean you should. It doesn't mean you have to. Um, The best time for you to file could be any time between the age of 62 and 70. So I'm not saying not to collect at age 62. But what I am saying is that If your only reason to collect at 62 is because you think there will be no money left, that might not be the best reason to make that choice. And if that's your only reason for making that choice, it could have long-term consequences um, for not looking into some of those other options. Now remember, Social Security is just one piece of your overall income plan for your retirement. It pays to consider all of your options. Now if you'd like to learn how to get the Social Security Maximization Report that I mentioned last week, please send me an email to info at yourhrsagent.com. The Social Security Maximization Report is a tool that I use with my clients to determine the optimal filing time based on their unique circumstances. So again, to find out how to get yours, just send me an email, info at yourhrsagent.com, also down in the show notes. Um, But thanks for tuning in to this week's show. I really hope that um, you all feel a little bit better after this and we have dispelled some of those rumors but please keep those emails coming i love to hear from you guys but until next time have a great week thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the retire well podcast our goal here is always to bring you value and share insights to make your retirement everything you always hoped it would be I would be forever grateful if you would leave us a review because that helps more people find the show and please share it wherever you share things on social media. Thanks again and I hope to see you back here next week. The preceding information does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions and information shared in this episode is for informational purposes only and should not be acted upon without the assistance of a qualified and licensed professional. 
Any guarantees mentioned are subject to the strength and claims paying ability of the insurance company, and any mention of rates or performance are subject to change without notice. Kelly Racicott is the agency owner of Hometown Retirement Specialists, LLC. If you have questions about the show, Kelly, or Hometown Retirement Specialists, please visit us on the web at yourhrsagent.com, and you can find our full disclosure in the show notes.